It's a Cowboy game against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we're joined now from the uh, Dallas Cowboy Network by Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good afternoon. How are you? Doing all right. Still trying to recover from another late night at the studio, but overall feeling pretty good and just like you guys, getting ready for a Friday night of high school football. Kyle, first of all, I want to I want to dive into uh, one of the things that we talked about at the top of the show. Were you surprised, or did you know that it was going to be part of the plan, or was it part of the plan for Zeke only to get uh, eleven carries? You know, I, I didn't think it was a part of the plan early on, which is why I, I think I was surprised to see Zeke only with the eleven carries. Now, the Cowboys have never had success with not getting Zeke the football. I mean, 0-8 now after last night when he has 12 or fewer carries. And, and I don't think that's ever a part of the game plan going into it saying, hey, we're not going to give Zeke the, the football, especially when he's a $90 million running back. Uh, however, I really think the it was really more of just what the Tampa Bay defense gave Kellen Moore uh, in terms of a look. They, they loaded the box. They dared uh, Dallas to throw the football and to challenge them with Dak Prescott. And I really thought Kellen Moore, even despite the, the lack of balance on offense, called uh, a really, really well-called game uh, throughout the day. But it just wasn't one that was inducive to getting the run game going. Do you think that this team, it would behoove them to just stay with the running game and, and try to make it work? Or is is it just going to be a game-by-game basis? If, if it's not work, they're going to abandon it. I I, to me, I feel like they abandoned it too quickly, but, you know, I'm, I'm not there on the sidelines, so I don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of us are, and, and none of us really get to see exactly what the conversations are like down there. And, and maybe they didn't feel good with the matchups that were given to them in terms of the front seven for Tampa Bay and kind of the way that it was outlined uh, early on. They, they Without Zach Martin, maybe. They didn't feel comfortable with the, the run-blocking ability of, of Connor McGovern up front. And, and I think overall, uh, you you got to find a way to to have success, like you said, even if things don't match up well. I mean, it's almost unheard of not having any sort of run game because it, even in the past, if, if Zeke hasn't had double-digit carries or is right at double-digit carries, then uh, there's, there's no way that – I guess Tony Pollard or somebody else wouldn't be given those carries elsewhere. So it was weird to, to see them abandon it so fast. But like I said, I don't think that's ever a part of the game plan. But, hey, I, if they've done it in week one, I wouldn't expect them to at least go away from that again in the future. Well, more bad news for the Cowboys uh, with Collins in the suspension. Say that one more time. You kind of broke up. On I, I was just talking about uh, Lyle Collins in the in the uh, in the suspension. More bad news for the Cowboys. Whew. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. I I mean, you talk about uh, a big time fill in spot for uh, a guy coming in like a Terrence Steele or a Brandon Knight. I mean, who is going to come in and fill the spot of Lyle Collins for five weeks? It, now you're looking at three guys that could potentially be out week two against the Chargers that are mm. crucial parts of your offense. With Zach Martin, is he going to be able to be back? I know there was some hope that he would be back this week, but with COVID, you don't know what that timeline is going to look like heading into a, another week of football. And then you turn around and Lyle Collins is not available on the right side. Oh, and Michael Gallup's now out for a couple of weeks if that ends up being the case. It is. It's scary. It's reminiscent of 2020 of seeing 
some of your key players on offense dropping early in the year, and that's never a good sign. Kyle, did, did the Cowboys know that this was coming, or did they see this was coming with Collins? And, and if so, why do you think that they didn't go out and just at least find some temporary solution to the depth of this offensive line because of the fact that this was going to happen? You know, and I think that, Ward, probably answered your, your own question. Just I don't think they did see this coming, to be okay. honest. And it was a – it was a thing that, that came out of nowhere, at least from the media standpoint, but it, the way that it was kind of handled and it kind of leaked out and Schefter got a hold of it. And then, uh, of course, the Cowboys had to make the statement with Mike McCarthy a little bit ago. But uh, I think overall, yeah, it, it was a bit of a surprise. And, of course, the the initial reports of that, it wasn't even a substance abuse issue. It was the fact that he declined for testing for the substance abuse. and And uh-huh. so that's what – it looks like, or at least that's what the reports are out there. So maybe it was just a one-time deal, and uh, of course he's going to get docked for it no matter what because there's really no leeway, no uh, no buffer there for Cowboys uh, or in, any player in the NFL to, to reject testing of that magnitude. So I don't know. I, I really don't know exactly what that situation looks like in-house, but they're going to have to find a way to scramble and fill that spot. Now, a couple of days off for this football team, and then they'll go back to work getting ready for the Chargers. And, you know, we all were, were, were talking about it uh, over the last couple of days. This 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 is a tough start. Uh, you go Tampa, and then you go to the Chargers, and both on the road. This is, a, this is a heck of a start for this Cowboy football team. Yeah, especially when you don't have those guys. And I mentioned to you guys last week that I thought no matter what, the Cowboys were going to go one and one. And so I still think the Cowboys – can come out with a win uh, against Los Angeles. They, I mean, the, you look at the way that Dak Prescott played his tail off last night. I mean, it was pretty remarkable, even though he was visibly uh, perturbed by the shoulder injury in that first half. I think the way that he responded and the way that Kellen Moore kind of allowed him to be successful is something that I'm really encouraged about moving forward, even if there isn't uh, Elio Collins or a Zach Martin up front. I, I still feel pretty good about how Kellen Moore can scheme up something for Dak Prescott to get those numbers and to get the ball into the hands of those receivers. And then the defense. I mean, we haven't even spoken about the defense yet uh, and, and the four turnovers that they forced. Sure, they gave up a big play on occasion, and there are some things to fix, uh, especially when you talk about some of the veterans in the secondary, like Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis and some of the the busted coverage that they had, but Trayvon Diggs looks like a cornerback one. Uh, you had four turnovers, uh, four takeaways, though two more gimmies you took advantage whenever you could. So I'm excited about what this defense has moving forward, how they continue to evolve and uh, get better as the year goes along. And I think this is the perfect test coming off of what was a Super Bowl champion test and was always going to push you to the limit initially. Now you get a chance to turn around and, and you're, you're tested to win a game that you absolutely should win. Kyle, we uh, – uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Ward. When you look at this defense, you mentioned them, Kyle, and, and did it seem to you that they were playing much looser, much faster, mm-hmm. more downhill than we saw all of last year? Is Dan Quinn got this defense to where it's more comfortable than ever before? It certainly looks that way. I mean, you saw it just as much as I did. I mean, it, it felt different. It, it really did. And it was early that I, I saw that, and it, it felt different. 
And, of course, that's kind of the way it's looked throughout training camp and in the very, very small amount of time that the starters were on the field in the preseason. You kind of just had a feeling that things were clicking, things were getting understood, and the X's and O's and the communication was there. And I think you saw kind of the culmination of that last night. You also saw the culmination of something that's been very frustrating for Cowboys fans for quite some time, and that's playing the best players on the field for the best matchups. And and Dan Quinn talked about it at training camp at Oxnard, and he was saying that, hey, if we're going up against an offense that we feel like matches up a certain way, we're going to put the best guys in that scenario. We're not just going to play starters because they're starters. And you saw that last night because of the snap counts with guys like Jalen Smith, who only saw 16 snaps, Leighton Vanderesh, who saw 14. And then the majority of the linebacker play was from Micah Parsons with 51 snaps, and then Keon O'Neal, who had 50 snaps. And that's not necessarily anything I think anybody could have predicted going into the year, but with the way that you kind of had to play nickel last night and you had to fly around, you had to have that team speed, those two guys fit the mold better than Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh, and that's something I think Dan Quinn's going to continue moving forward. Hey, Kyle, we know you uh, you got a, a game tonight to cover. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Have